Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is New York Times bestselling writer, Danielle Clayton, author of the new novel, The Marvelers. Her previous novels have included The Rumor Game and The Everlasting Rose, and she also edited the, edited the anthology, A Universe of Wishes, and she's the CEO, COO of the nonprofit, We Need Diverse Books. And she co-wrote the novel, Tiny Pretty Things, which was turned into a Netflix series. Angie Thomas, best-selling writer of The Hate You Give, wrote about The Marvelers, a marvelous gift of a novel with fantastical twists at every turn. Clayton has created a world that readers won't want to leave. Danielle, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Well, if someone listening hasn't yet heard about your new novel, The Marvelers, how would you describe the novel? I would call it the future of magic school. It is a place where um, there's a magic school in the sky where all of the children of the world are magical and they all attend and they all come from these magical communities. And it is about another magical group. It's a first kid that is a conjurer who gets to go to this school in the sky. And it's about her adventures um, at that school and all the things she has to face as she comes into this brand new world. And do you remember the original idea or impetus that led you to write The Marvelers? Absolutely. It was the fact that I was a teacher and librarian for many years. I taught in New York and in New York City. And that is one of the most diverse places in the world. And my students were asking me tough questions about why they weren't um, in these big magic school books. And I thought, wow. And I, you know, I researched all of the different ones. I looked for more and more. And they didn't have a diverse selection. And I started the Marvelers thinking, I need all of my students to know that they belong in stories with magic and in their favorite things, which are magic schools, that they belong there and they belong there authentically um, with magic from their own communities. So that was the inspiration for writing and creating this new universe. That's great. I'm curious. Can we go back a moment? And what was your initial writing journey that led you to writing your first stories and eventually getting your first novel published? Sure. Everyone always asks, oh, you must have been a writer since you were young. And actually, I was just a reader. I guess I was writing a few little stories here and there, but I was a reader and I went to college wanting to be a doctor and then I failed chemistry. And my parents <laughs> were like, figure it out figure it out fast. Um, and so the way that I coped with being a spoiled brat and being a long way from home was returning to the books that I loved as a child. And so I started studying children's literature. I became a teacher and a librarian for many years. And then I started writing because my students were asking for certain stories. And I thought, I've got to show the publishing industry what I mean, that you can have a hero from any background, and it can be just about them saving the world and not about the collective bruises of their background um, and featuring all kinds of kids. So I came to writing in a roundabout way. And so what once you decided to kind of write those stories that you mentioned that reflected your students and their diversity, what was your path to, to getting your first novel published? So I wrote and wrote and wrote. I wrote eight books start <laughs> to finish. Um, I joined critique groups. I joined SCBWI, which is the Society 
of um, writers for children's books um, and illustrators. And I just kept studying the business and trying to figure out how one breaks in. And I got my first bite. It took a long time. It took eight years and eight books <laughs> to break <laughs> in. Um, but I was really passionate and stubborn. And I was, you know, in my library every day, buying books, shelving books, talking to kids about them. And that's what kept me going. But yeah. just, I, I was going to ask you what yeah. kept you going through eight books. <laughs> yeah, it was that these students were inspiring me every day. And I knew that I just had to find the right story and the right agent and the right publisher and that I knew I could break I could break into the industry. I just had to have a lot of faith in myself. And also my students were very helpful um, in reminding me that the work that I wanted to do was important. That's great. Well, I mentioned at the in the intro that you're the COO of We Need Diverse Books. Can you talk about the organization and what you're hoping to achieve with We Need Diverse Books? Yes. So We Need Diverse Books is a 501c3 nonprofit that was established in 2014 by our wonderful founder and CEO, Ellen O. She got really upset um, that there were so few books featuring kids from marginalized communities. And she called a bunch of authors and librarians and teachers she knew and said, hey, we've got to do something about this. We are losing a generation of readers and future potential writers because they can't see themselves as the heroes of the story. And so we got together and we made a lot of noise online and went viral for three days. And then we started this organization and launched all of these different programs to help librarians, teachers, educators, parents, um, kids, and, and publishers and writers themselves figure out how to change publishing to make sure that every kid can walk into their classroom, walk into their library, walk into their local bookstore, and find books that reflect their experience, but also are windows into other people's experiences. So we've been just really busy. Um, you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. And, and I think that's absolutely a, a wonderful um, and laudable um, effort. I'm just curious um, what your thoughts are, given kind of the current climate where we see pushback on efforts at uh, diversity and, and inclusion, um, especially at kind of local levels with school boards banning books. Um, I'm just curious, what, what are your thoughts about that? Well, we're living in a very, very, very strange um, time, <laughs> a time of uh, misinformation, a time where everything is sort of under attack and people have hyper fixated on children's books. They're always like, what about the children? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got parents and school boards taking paragraphs out of books and doing a close read without reading the entire book to flag it and keep it out of libraries. And really what what we're seeing is that certain groups of people in this country want to censor and keep stories from getting to young people. And I just have a lot of questions for these adults. I'm like, when did you become an expert on children's literature? <laughs> like I am. Um, <laughs> when did you get a degree? I have a master's degree in it. Where's where's your expertise? Or is it that you just don't want your kids to learn about people who aren't like you? Um, and I think that books, especially children's books, are tools, tools that can help build bridges between different communities and can become your first friends and first introduction to people who are like you and who are not like you. And so I think that it's a it's a bunch of nonsense what a lot of um, these parents are doing in these school boards and all of the books that they're protesting and that they're angry about. I've read them all and I want to ask them, have they sat down and read all of these books? I'm ready to have a discussion. Let's do a close reading. Let's do a lit circle, guys. Let's go. Because you have so many opinions. And when is actually the last time you've spent um, time reading exclusively children's books, I would riddle not much. You're just being mad. <laughs> and yep. um, I, I just think it's ridiculous, all of yep, it. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, so I'm curious, are you working on more books in the Marveler series? I am. There are four books so far in the Marveler series. So you get to follow Ella um, at this magical institute uh, for a while. And um, what's fun about it is that the book is told in regular chapters, but it's also told in found documents and letters and government documents that have leaked in newspapers. So you'll get to see more of that. I am a librarian in training, so I love a good primary source. Um, but I also <laughs> wanted to make sure the the world felt very much alive and well. And you get to sort of just sink more into the history of these magical communities. So I'm really excited uh, to keep going with Ella's journey. That's great. Well, you also work on a podcast of your own, Deadline City. Can you tell us about Deadline City? Absolutely. So Deadline City is a podcast um, and a community that I launched with one of my very, very close friends, Zoraida Cordova, another YA author. 
And, and she also writes romance. And we wanted to demystify the publishing process and create a community for people who have been in the business for a little bit, but are feeling like, ugh, how do I wrestle my deadlines? How do I navigate being a career writer, being in these trenches for a while? Um, there are a lot of podcasts out there that talk about breaking into the industry, talk about getting your first book deal and offer that support. And we wanted to offer support to other writers who are like in the writing cave with us and have been in the writing cave for a couple of books and are like, Ugh, <laughs> how do I navigate this mess? Right. So yeah. we're the, the grumpies. We should call it the grumpy podcast. <laughs> That's great. Well, what writing advice would you offer for those who are writing their own stories and novels? Um, this is such a great question. Um, the advice I usually give is to find something true. Um, and so, and when you wrap your story around something true, that means that you can keep coming back to it because writing is really rewriting. I tell people all the time, like, I don't feel like a writer. I feel like a rewriter. I'm constantly rewriting my work. That's the real, that's what it really takes to be a writer is to be able to throw something out and start over. So like be committed to revision, be committed to constantly toiling over that soil. Um, it is part of the process. The first thing that comes out of you is not liquid gold. It's usually trash and you have to fix it. Um, I meet so many emerging writers who are get stressed out about revision. And I'm like, every book requires it. Like, you really should. Uh, you really should think through the fact that revising is going to be a part of your life forever if you're going to be a working writer and to saddle up. <laughs> That's great. Well, what novels have you read recently that you enjoyed? I read a lot of stuff that's coming out. So mm -hmm. if you're looking for books that are in the same space as The Marvelers, which is for middle grade, upper elementary and middle school, I love there's a book called Val Valentina Salazar is not a monster hunter. It's about it's like a middle grade version of Supernatural with a family who is looking after magical creatures all over the world. Um and that one's really cool. And it comes out in June. And it's really exciting from Zoraida Cordova, my buddy who I do my podcast with. Um, also, there's a book called The Devouring Wolf uh, that comes out this fall. And it's about, as you can see, a pack of werewolves and these kids who are waiting to, to turn into werewolves and, and have their were werewolf pack and what happens when it's not so smooth, when growing into your pack can be a little more difficult. Um, so very excited for those two books that you could read alongside, uh, the Marvelers. That's great. Well, where can people find you online if they'd like to learn more about you and your novels? Yes. So they can find me, um, all across social media. My handle is at Brown Bookworm. If you're interested in more on the, on the Marvelerverse, you can go to the marvelerseries.com and find more info on me, the series. It's going to be an interactive website that will be rolling out um, over the next several weeks. So you can get a lot more content. That's great. Well, again, we've been speaking with Danielle Clayton, author of the new novel, The Marvelers. The novel is available now, so go buy a copy. And also check out We Need Diverse Books online and read some diverse books in 2022. And Danielle, thanks for doing this interview. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Great. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.